0: Have you ever noticed that podcasts are a little like sharks, when they stop swimming, they die, and they can both smell blood from a mile away. So in the spirit of keeping swimming, I'd like to introduce you to TOS+. Plus. Putting my business pants on for a second, TOS+, Plus is our new premium membership thingamajig. It's the all-access pass to a growing library of exclusive horror, sci-fi, and WTF audio fiction, along with access to the regular TOS Weekly Stories in higher quality, a week early, and ad-free. Once again, that's exclusive episodes, ad-free, a week early, and higher quality audio. You'll also get access to the brand new TOS Plus Vault, where you can grab our ebooks, comics, and desktop wallpapers, and all sorts of stuff. All of this is available today via our Patreon campaign, which includes juicy extras like Discord access, audiobooks, and merch, and if you're an Apple user, you can subscribe directly via the Apple Podcasts app. We're now in our eighth year of the podcast and we've got so many cool projects on the boil, none of which would be possible without the ongoing support of our listeners, specifically our premium subscribers, our super-powered patrons, and the many multi-dimensional voodoo priests air guitaring to the TOS intro jingle. For more, head over to theotherstories.net forward slash plus. Once again, that's theotherstories.net forward slash plus.
1: Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks! Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you.
0: More at uh1.com. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> Years ago, when I was around eight years old or so, my mum, dad and me went to visit some family who were staying in these log cabins in or around Sherwood Forest. The log cabins were in a circle situated around a small lake and surrounded by lots and lots of trees. As any young kids do, I ventured off into the wood trails and I looked at squirrels and climbed trees and ate a handful of sweets or whatever I had. And then, around the time the sun started to go down, the woods were suddenly washed in late summer golden light, and I turned around and started to make my way back to the cabin where my mum, dad, and our family were. I think they were eating food, gossiping about the rising prices of petrol, or whatever it is that grown-ups did back then. So I walked back the way I came and took a left turn when I shouldn't have. But still, I came upon the lake and the cabins and the cabin where I thought my family were. However, the lights in these cabins were off and when I peered in through the window, there wasn't just nobody inside the cabin, but it was completely empty, completely bare. It looked like they had been that way for a long time. Uh, and at this point, the sun was going all the way down and I was nervously checking the cabin's Uh, going from one to the other. I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't understand why they were completely empty when a couple of hours ago my family were in there. So as it got really dark, um, I noticed something in the lake bobbing up and down, right in the middle, uh, just around a bit of pond scum, or duckweed, I think we call it. It looked like uh, a football, uh, potentially, but it was getting so dark by that point I couldn't really make it out. But when I went to it, I went to the edge of the lake. I believe, and this might just be in my memories, uh, but I remember the floating bowl shuddering and suddenly terrified and confused and fully believing that either my family had completely vanished or that I'd slipped into some side alley dimension, I ran back into the woods and screamed and cried my little heart out until I heard my dad's voice booming through the trees So I ran to his voice and I found him. He had a little torch on him and he wiped away my tears and took me back to the cabin where the lights were on and my family were. Uh, And it was embarrassing, of course, but it was warm and light and there was a little makeshift buffet with sausage rolls and mini pizzas. It turned out that this part of the woods, this part of Sherwood Forest, uh, was was a kind of holiday area. And it was all these small man-made lakes with cabins, all built practically identical to one another. And I just happened to stumble across the wrong one, and wrongly assumed that I'd home alone with my family. So I ate some food, and I warmed up, and my mum asked what happened, and I told her. I said, I took a left turn when I shouldn't have. And she said, whatever possessed you to do that. And I wondered about the thing in the lake, and the shuddering and the left turn that I made when I knew I knew that I shouldn't have and I wondered if just for a moment something had had gotten into me and possessed me just enough to guide me to somewhere where I shouldn't have been. Anyway, welcome back to The Up Stories, Volume 85, Possession. Possession is an interesting theme, and when I had to write my thoughts about it, like I usually do in these volume openers, I didn't quite know where to start. So I asked for some help from an AI robot called ChatGPT, which is a kind of algorithmic machine, and you can ask it questions and ask it to do stuff in some magical and mechanical way. It does it. So I was struggling with what to write about, so I asked it the following. Hi ChatGPT could you please riff on the theme of possession for about 500 words or so relating to the horror genre of storytelling in particular but can you make it spicy maybe throw in a couple of jokes and within 30 seconds it came back with this please remember this is a highly sophisticated machine that produced this piece of writing possession more like obsession Am I right? But seriously, the theme of one's bod or mind being hijacked by some creepy, spooky forces like the OG of horror stories. Like, who wouldn't be freaked out by the idea of some demon possessing your grandma, or ghost possessing your BFF? It's like the ultimate power struggle, and it's enough to make even the bravest among us cower in fear. And let's not forget movies like Rosemary's Baby, where possession is just a sneaky way of talking about societal issues by being controlled by the man. You feel me? All in all, possession is the gift that keeps on giving in the horror genre. Thanks, ChatGPT. That was very insightful. I mean, in a way, ChatGPT is is not wrong because we had so many amazing stories submitted to this theme. It was probably the most popular theme we've ever put out there. And so it is another bumper theme and we've got stories from today's interviewee, Thomas Kent West, Georgia Cook, Die Booth, Daisy Live, JT Seat and Mike Garley and Madeline Swan. And on narration duties, Jasmine Arch, Josh Curran, George Cook, James Barnett, Justin Fife. And on editing duties, of course, Carl Hughes, Duncan Muggerton, and James Barnett, aka Jimmy Horace himself. Over in Patreon, we have a new super powered patron, so prepare to taste the rainbow, smell the dream, and welcome to the super powered Patreon team, Mark S. Taylor, the Ultra Truth Sayer. Mark has the power to speak a truth about someone that's so powerful and so cutting that upon hearing his truth, they will hear his voice each time they go to bed, each time they wake up, and the moment they share a kiss with their true love. Thanks very much for becoming a patron, Mark. You will get access to monthly exclusive episodes, regular episodes a week early, along with access to the H&C Library of eBooks and Comics. And, of course, this month's patron exclusive episode, Splat, written by Carolyn O'Brien and narrated by Alexander Elroy, It's a final fairy story And it's about a boy who underestimates The magnitude of a fairy's temper So if you'd like to join Mark Head over to patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver We have also just put out 10 new themes that are available To submit your stories to These include dark magic Cryptids, mazes Artificial intelligence part 2 Rituals, masks part 2 Fame, crime part 2 infestation and volume 100 the end <gasps> so if you're a writer and you want to write video stories head over to the other stories.net forward slash submissions once again volume 91 dark magic volume 92 cryptids volume 93 mazes volume 94 artificial intelligence part 2 volume 95 rituals volume 96 masks part 2 volume 97 fame volume 98 crime part two volume 99 infestation and volume 100 the end and all the information will be over on the forward slash submissions okay so today we're going to end with another interview you may have noticed that i've been doing quite a few of these and i just really enjoy um putting a spotlight on some of the amazing creators we have working on the show week after week Last month we had an interview with uh, Carl Hughes, who's been working with us for, for six years now. And today I want to interview one of our newer creatives. They first submitted their story Psychopathogen, which is a fantastic zombie thriller story, and then delivered three more excellent stories, Kill Death Ratio, Cult Classic, and my personal favourite, Rearview, which is the story about the kids driving across the highway whilst being chased by a creature they could only see in their rearview mirror. They also have three more stories upcoming on the show, Have Hold, which is released today, The Forest at the End of the World, and Coyotes. With that said, Thomas Kent West, welcome to the show. Question one,
2: how did you come to the stories and horror podcasts overall? So the first audio story I wrote was for Rumorg Morgue and Horror Babel's Artifacts of Horror Contest. Um, And it wound up getting produced by them. And I just really loved the idea of hearing someone narrate stories. And that had never happened for me before. So I became interested in uh, doing more podcasts and listening series. Um, You know, I've always been writing. And I've always been writing scary stories. My dad used to tell scary stories around the campfire. Guy with a hook type thing. Um, And so that's always been a part of my life and i've always liked horror as an oral format um i found the other stories when i was looking for more audio projects to contribute to i checked on your website saw that you were taking submissions um, and i wrote psychopathogen for your uh, post-apocalyptic theme question two do you have any personal favorites of your own stories you know i've always been really fond of psychopathogen uh It was an idea that I was kicking around for a while, and so it was nice to have a prompt that kind of called for it and got me into gear to actually write the story. Um, And it was the first one that I pubbed with you, and I guess we're always fond of, you know, our firsts. Um, I really like that world. I like the concept behind the story, and I'd love to revisit it at some point. Um, My upcoming one uh, this season or this volume, Have Hold, I really like it. It feels intimate and unsettling um, in a way that I think can be really powerful in an audio story. Um, Forest at the End of the World, which is also upcoming with you guys. Um, I love that world and I love the idea of, you know, just kind of a massive woods that you can't escape. And so um, I'd love to revisit that either as a novella or as a novel um, at some point in the future in terms of things that i've worked on outside of the other stories uh there's a short story called i am reanimated which won the black hole comics prize and uh it's about an overbearing mother who brings her dead son back to life um i've always really loved that story and uh, i'm excited to see uh it's in print now with metastellar question three can you walk us through your process for your writing yeah absolutely um you know this is a difficult question uh, I think that a lot of writers will tell you rightfully that they don't know where their ideas come from. Um, so I just kind of daydream and things pop up and I write them down in my journal or in the notes app on my phone. Um, I kind of let those ideas ferment for a while. Uh, some of them don't turn into anything. Some of them wind up sticking with me and uh, get turned into stories. Uh, once I've decided that I want to write something, once the... Uh, Subconscious has kind of done its thing and um, made the story into, into an inkling. Um, I tend to do an idea map or a journal, so I'll get a, a blank page and I'll write all my ideas down, connect them with lines, kind of like a crazy detective type thing. Um, and then that winds up generating some more ideas, uh, some suggestions for characters and setting and that kind of thing. Um, I tend not to be an outliner, Um, I think that it takes some of the joy, uh, out of writing for me. It takes some of the excitement out of writing for me. I really like, uh, you know, getting to the page and discovering things as I'm moving. Um, although I am experimenting with, with outlining now and, you know, there's a million different ways that you can, that you can do things. Um, once I've got a vague image or a vague idea or a feeling, I tend to just sit down and start writing, um, see what comes out, um afterwards i'll go back and edit i'll clean things up i'll make you know dialogue punchier or put in ideas that came to me after the fact um and really sucks then i start over question four any other favorite podcasts um you know it's funny because i i love writing for podcasts but i'm not actually a big podcast guy um you know i really like you guys i'll listen to pretty much everything that, that comes out um I like Writing Excuses with Brandon Sanderson. Uh, It's a writing podcast that goes over pretty much anything and everything about the industry, about, you know, the art, um, the business, whatever you could want. He has great guests on there. Um, Patrick Rothfuss, you know, a a number of pretty high-profile speculative fiction writers. Um, So that one, you know, if I'm ever really looking for a podcast, my boyfriend really likes... uh, indie comedy so i listen to a lot of uh, poog with kate berlant jacqueline novak um and you know he usually has the ox on long car rights so that's that's typically what we do question five what are your
0: handshake horrors i.e favorite movies books comics etc
2: um you know books there are probably too many to count and you know not just in horror but in dark fantasy um a, In terms of what I'm into right now, I really like Stephen Graham Jones. Um, The Only Good Indians was incredible. Um, Kind of working through his stuff right now. I'm a big Stephen King fan. Um, Books, movies, and extended universe. Um, So uh, that was, you know, definitely big for me growing up. And then just various collections of horror short stories as well um, that I've been, you know, reading to kind of acclimate myself to the form. Um, movies, I've always been a big fan of Guillermo del Toro, um, you know, Pan's Labyrinth has been my favorite movie for a really long time. Uh, Kind of horror-adjacent dark fantasy, but I just think it's really lovely. Um, the original made-for-TV-IT miniseries was big for me as a kid. That scared the shit out of me with, um, uh, Tim Curry as Pennywise, um, Uh, shows, Haunting of Hill House, anything by Mike Flanagan, uh, really does it for me right now, just horror with, um, some really great emotional depth, uh, comics from Hell by Alan Moore, absolute classic, um, and then, uh, (laughs) Army of Darkness, uh, Bruce Campbell, Medieval Times, fighting off zombies with a chainsaw hand, uh. I grew up on that, so that's always going to be one of my favorites. Question six. What's on the horizon for your creative work? Well, I'm querying a novel right now. Um, It is a dark fantasy set in Victorian London. Um, And, you know, I'm hopeful that, you know, one day I might see that in print. Um, And then for my next big writing project, I'm going to write a uh, book about where I'm from, uh, which is the Midwestern United States, and it's going to be kind of a Midwestern gothic horror novel. Um, additionally, I am starting a sub-stack uh, called Dead Letters where I send out short horror emails once a month, um, along with updates about my work, so I'm excited about that project too. Question seven. Any advice for aspiring creators out there? Um, you know, I don't really feel qualified to give advice. Um I'm still starting out, I'm still learning so much, uh, but I can share some of the advice that I'm trying to take. The number one thing, uh, and I think you'll hear this every time uh, you ask for writing advice, is to just get started and then finish things. Um, Finishing things uh, is probably the number one thing that you can do to improve your writing. Um, You can fix a finished thing, you can't really fix an unfinished thing. Um, And then to that end choose manageable project sizes right like a 2000 word short story is going to be a lot easier to fix and finish than a 3000 or 300,000 word um, epic fantasy novel that's part one of six Um, so take bite sized chunks and um, just you know be iterative keep working and improving and um, eventually it'll build and it's just Practice, practice, practice. Number two, uh, don't do it alone. You know, it can be a really lonely endeavor trying to do almost anything creative, but writing especially. Um, So find your people, find a writing group, someone who gets it and who you can talk about this part of your life with. Because, you know, non-writers, I think, typically don't want to talk about your writing. And uh, it it just was one of the big things that has improved my writing leaps and bounds is my writing group, uh, The Sentencers. Shout out, um, Slay, Joey, and Dave, who read all my stuff and I read all their stuff. And it's it's not only getting the critiques, but also giving the critiques that uh, can really improve your craft. Other big things that I've been thinking about a lot recently, I've been playing around with these AI writing softwares that have been kind of proliferating and popping up all over the place. And, you know, after testing them out, I, I don't see how they're not gonna impact you know, the landscape for the writer in the future. And so something that I've been thinking about is, you know, how can I pivot towards things that, you know, the robots can't do and kind of try to find some job security. It, it's funny, the conclusion that I came to is, is pretty similar to a lot of the writing advice that I was already getting. And, and that is to be truthful to your own style and to find your own voice. It's the one thing that can't be imitated, right? Your experiences and the way that you see the world is entirely unique to you and that can never be replicated by an AI. And then second is to focus on quality. Um, quality really can't be faked. You need to be able to, to spot it and then to replicate it. And that involves reading a lot, both writing that is not quality and writing that is quality and trying to emulate uh, the quality, the density of thought uh, the density of work that exists within within prose and lastly question eight where can we follow you and your work yeah so um I have a website thomaskentwest.com uh, that's probably the best there's a email function in there for people to get in touch if you know they're interested um I am on twitter not as much um but it's at thomaskentwest um and then finally my sub stack dead letters uh, you can sign up on my website and um You'll get correspondence from me about my work, what's going on with my novels uh, whenever I publish a short story. And then also, once a month, I'll send out an email uh, with an original short story just for you guys.
0: Thanks, Thomas. And thanks again to you listeners. If you find yourself taking a wrong turn, entering a room, doing anything, and forgetting why you did it in the first place, maybe ask yourself, whatever possessed you? Until next time.
1: Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks!